On this week's Vero Beach Social Media Pop-Up Podcast, we talk to Angela and Wendy from the Mental Health Association. We talk about all the programs that they offer and how they're getting the word out to all the people that need their services. Give it a listen. You're going to love it. I guarantee it. Here we go. All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Vero Beach Social Media Pop-Up Podcast. We are here at the Mental Health Association with Angela and Wendy. How are you guys today? Great. Great. Thanks for having us. You're welcome. And, and this is a little odd because normally we do these at another facility. We'll do it at another business, another restaurant or something like that. But today we are actually here at the Mental Health Association facility, which is gorgeous, by the way. <laughs> really nice place. Um, so I want to hear a little background. I want to hear everything about the NHA. <laughs> but I want to get a little bit of background from both of you guys about how you got into this. And then maybe a little bit about how the Mental Health Association started. So okay. if you want to start, Angela. So... I've been the chief operating officer here for about six years. I came from a community mental health center working um, basically in the trenches, doing a lot of intensive services in jail mental health. So I have over 25 years of mental health experience. Um, With that and seeing the needs in the community, I have now like targeted more of doing administrative stuff and getting money to help those people. So my experience here has been absolutely wonderful because of the way our mission and vision is. And, and I truly believe in it. And I truly believe that we make a difference. In Great. Lives. Great. Yeah. And Wendy, I know that you're relatively new to yeah. the Mental Health Association, but uh-huh. let's hear a little background how you got into this and what you do for the MHA. Well, I, I'm more of a content creator and a writer and a storyteller, naturally. And I have this passion for psychology and mental health advocacy. Um, When I'm not at the MHA, I am helping out um, individuals who leave high control groups. And I, one of the quotes I live by that I say on all of my episodes when I sign off YouTube is, in each other, we find ourselves. And when it comes to storytelling, I think it just goes hand in hand with mental health. So I applied for content creation and I've just been so blessed, richly blessed with the creative freedom to work with mental health and uh, storytelling. So I do their social media, I'm working their website and uh, yeah, so far it's been wonderful. Seems like a perfect mix. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. It has been. <laughs> well, let's talk about the beginning of the Mental Health Association. You guys mm-hmm. have been around 60 some odd years. Yes. Talk about that. Over 60 years. Um, we were, at Mental Health Association Indian River County was founded in 1958. We incorporated in 1978. Dr. Helga Olsath, um, who had a long career um, in nursing, had decided to come and she was one of the first principals in Fort Pierce at one of the high schools, a female principal and becoming a doctor. Uh, And then she decided she wanted to teach nurses about mental health and mental awareness because they were getting a lot of people with mental health issues um, in the hospitals and stuff. So Thus, she started Mental Health Association, which was a peer advocacy group. And we still are. We wear many hats, which we'll get into. Um, And then we incorporated in 1978 um, as a 501c3. And throughout the years, we have worked 
primarily in peer advocacy. We're an affiliate of Mental Health America, uh, which is a wonderful affiliate, um, and you have to have your certification for that. But we have partners all along the whole United States that work advocacy services for mental health, including lobbying and, and different things like that. So, you know, we would see have our substance abuse license, but in 2006, we started Turtle Tracks campaign, which... Um, We've got a turtle. <laughs> I imagine that has something to do with something. <laughs> this yeah. is one of our sponsor turtles. Um, she's been here since the inception, and we have all the sponsorships. So Turtle Tracks started in 2006, and it was a fundraising event to open our walk-in and counseling center, which opened in 2007, and also with some some donors because we wanted people to come in and get immediate help instead of going to the emergency rooms, um, being able to deter them and be able to see them for free and get some of the help that they needed. And, and I can kind of go more into the, what we do here at the walk-in center. Um, and we have many other branches um, that we work on. So <clears throat> I was an x-ray tech for, I don't know, 12, 14 years before I got into marketing. And I worked at the hospital for a while. And I remember one common complaint from most of the staff was people would come in with an ant bite or a bee sting or a minor cut to the emergency room. And it was like, man, I wish we had more walk-in clinics. I wish we had easier access to just going to, you know, a small clinic and, and being treated. Uh, and then the hospital there started this kind of minor care and little walk-in area of the emergency room, but it was still incredibly expensive mm -hmm. to go to the emergency room, to be seen in the, in the minor care and to be treated. So you guys are basically the walk-in clinic for mental health, as opposed to, um, you know, the bee sting or the, the minor cut or the abrasion. Uh, and you guys are free. Is that what I'm hearing? Absolutely free. That's why we work so hard at writing grants and having donors and getting appropriations funding through lobbying. Um, we want to make sure that people have no barriers to, to getting what they need to get. And, you know, you have it exactly right. You know, a lot of people call us and they go, I could just walk in. We're like, yeah, walk in. No appointment necessary. It's free. You know, we do accept donations, of course. But, well, you have to. You know, <laughs> but, you know, we, we just want no barriers. And going back to what you said with, with the medical field, you know, uh, mental health with with Mental Health America did a before stage four campaign. So think of cancer. You know, you want to get it before stage four with mental health. You want to get it before, you know, it gets progressively bad. Here we do a therapy first model. And what that means is, okay, you have anxiety, you can go to the emergency room, they can give you some medication that is not going to solve some of the issues that you need to be working on and some tools that you need to, in order to get through, um, whether it's, it's an episode or, um, you know, something happened. So, you know, we we believe in the therapy first model. We do have psychiatry services as well because some people do need medication to either stabilize mood or depression. But, you know, about 80 percent of people with anxiety or a, a minor depression can get help through a therapy first model rather than turning to medication or drugs and alcohol. Um, 
So you mentioned you have psychiatry services, and that <clears throat> reminded me you have um, UF right across the parking yes. lot from you, and then you have the Behavioral mm -hmm. Health Center. Do you guys collaborate? Are you competitors? How does that, again, I'm very ignorant to all of this. How, and again, if I'm out of line, just say I'm out no, of line. No, that's perfect. Um, no. But how do you guys all work together or do you? We do work together. Um, you know, we, so the walk-in and counseling center was designed just to screen them and send them to providers and work with community providers. As people got more comfortable, I was comfortable there. You guys did good. We've have expanded on our counseling services and, the ad, and then added adjunct psychiatry. Now, we used to have the psychiatrist from UF and have a contract that way, but it just kind of grew and, and, and there's enough to go around. So we do see some people who go to psychiatry at University of Florida or Treasure Coast Community Health. Um, the That's one I forgot to mention. Yeah. yeah. Or whole family health. You know, right now, whole family is short on, on clinicians and they're they're seeing them for psychiatry and need us to provide the therapy. So we really try to work in kind of a non-siloed community. Um, we are on the collaborative. Um, the Indian River has a very strong mental health collaborative, and the collaborative gets all the agency providers together. We have plenty of clients to go around, and we want to do what we do best. And if somebody comes in for a screening that needs more intensive care, we refer them out if we can help provide the care. So we are there and we're different because somebody can come in and get immediate screening. I don't care if you come in once a week because you're in crisis. They may have a therapist outside in the community that they can't get with that day. We just want to help that person no matter who their provider is. And, and a lot of the times we absorb that because it may take two or three months to get into a community provider. Um, so we we work very closely in this community. As far as Behavioral Health Center, they're the inpatient unit. Um, just recently, with the help of Hospital Taxing District and a visioning committee, it, we opened an intensive outpatient for teens because there was a need in the community, and we are very enriched to have a hospital taxing district that wants a healthy community, both physically and emotionally. Is that intensive outpatient for the teenagers here or is that so over there? So for any teenagers that are kind of like a revolving door, kind of going inpatient and intensive outpatient programs are less restrictive than going into the hospital and trying to stabilize and then going back in the community. So they work with the family. So we do refer people that we are seeing at our outpatient here, or they, when they're done with the IOP, come back to us or get referred through us or other community providers. We don't provide in-home therapy. So another provider that if it works for the family to have somebody come in home, that's what we're going to do. We're going to um, link them to that resource. Gotcha. So, you know, every case is so different. Um, we have so many different stories, so many great success stories. And like I said, being able to be there, we never know how many screenings come in in a day. Um, we were just talking about that the other day. We had one Monday, we had 13 people walk in. So it was all hands on deck. And we haven't broken that since. But on average, we have about six 
six walk-ins a day. So you mentioned before about whole family having a staff staffing issue, and that seems mm-hmm. to be uh, common yes. in so many industries and so many fields. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have a staffing industry? What if 30 people walked in the door right now? What would what's the plan? What happens? Do you have the staff to, to handle I actually it? like to say that I do. I mean, you never know, but yes, we, we would definitely be able to do that. I could go in a very long conversation about our model, but you are absolutely right. There is a disparity out there on licensed workers, um, social workers and mental health counselors, I think when COVID came around, it really pushed a lot of them into doing telehealth or, and they get paid more and, and doing private and not taking insurance. So we are a teaching facility. So we always have two masters and we've had some doctoral students also come through here. So we always have master's students that are getting their master's degree in either social work or mental health counseling or family and marriage therapy. And then when they graduate, they become registered mental health interns. So they have to get enough hours to get their state licensure. So we have increased our administrative piece. Our CEO is a psychologist. We have a clinical director. And then we also have a licensed social worker who is our chief clinical officer. So they're able to provide the supervision. We provide our staff with a lot of trainings. And I find funding. So if somebody comes in with insurance, I do not have to worry as long as they're under 300% or below the poverty level, which is over 40,000 for a single person. I don't have to worry about, okay, you only this person takes Blue Cross Blue Shield. Right. I will right. take you under my funding free of charge, no co-payment. Like I said, we don't want any barriers because even as a parent, I can go in and a specialist costs me $80. Well, I don't think I can have you see my kid every week. I, don't, I, I can't right. afford that. We know. Yeah, it's a car payment. Well, and we know what the economy is. People can't even find housing. Right. So, you know, we have broken those barriers and we work really hard. So we're able to kind of have those those interns and train them and have ample supervision so we can service them because I could have an Indeed ad out there for a licensed clinician and there is no biting at all. Um, Most of our funding, um, our revenue stuff, our revenue comes in and it goes out just as fast and it's mostly in salaries and benefits. We really want to you know, treat our staff good, make sure we pay most of their health insurance, free dental, and and try to get them to have the elite care to give them enough time in a day because it's very taxing on them having, you know, six appointments. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and and going through it with people. So we want to make sure that they're taking care of themselves too, because mm-hmm. they have to take care of others. So we can kind of get away from that where other providers have to have a licensed person and then you have to go on insurance panels, a lot of red tape. Sure. Sure. Mm -hmm. So this is all great. I mean, I think this is phenomenal. The services (laughs) Mm -hmm. that you provide are amazing. Um, And Wendy, I'm going to kind of turn this on you and put, 
put the spotlight on you now. And it seems like the Mental Health Association agrees with me here. How the hell are you letting people know about this? Oh, yeah. Again, I know you're new. Yeah. I'm not trying to put you on the spot. No, Very it's fine. Branding. It's fine. I, I do good on the spot. All right. So right before I came here, there was this phenomenal branding officer who she really took it in a direction that was just I mean, I have a whole folder and her name was Shana and I call it Shana's Legacy. And she was just really good at what she did. So they they took all the new branding, new logo, new everything. And then I come in and I carry the torch to social media, public outreach. Uh, we have a whole we have a director who's in charge of uh, fundraising. And that is her sole job is to focus on fundraising and having events and thanking our sponsors. So as what we also just had a recent marketing meeting that radio is great but it also costs. So we're looking for where we can keep our costs down. And so we we kind of are getting away from radio and that's why I'm working. I called you immediately <laughs> because you're a local podcaster and we want to keep it yeah. within our community. We wanted to keep it in our county as, as, as much as possible because that is what a lot of our sponsors are passionate about our community. Well, I always joke around. You'll, you'll get about seven people that know about your services thanks to this podcast, but there's going to have to be Great. more that you guys are going to have to do. Right. Um, and I was just curious if you guys, you know, what kind of advertising? It sounds like you've been doing radio and, and, mm -hmm. and that's great. I mean, I don't, I don't have beef with radio mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. any other, you know, marketing methods that, that right. you're going to take. But um, I'm just curious. I just know. started TikTok because okay. TikTok, Instagram and Facebook are all different forms of content. Very. Very. <laughs> um, TikTok is more for a certain age group and for people who have a three minute attention span and they want to keep scrolling. So um, I'm working on that. Also, since we're really trying to focus on our youth and our community, we know a lot of people in our schools because we have programs in the schools as well with our providers. We know if they're scrolling TikTok and there's something that they that can help them in Vero Beach, we want to give them that opportunity to find it. Sure. Same with Instagram, with the millennials, uh, storytelling, blogging. That's what I'm using Instagram for to tell success stories. Um, Instagram is more of the, hey, they get me. This person sees me, the Me Too moment that people are looking for. Sure. Um, and I was I was talking with Angela recently about ways um, to reach our, our adolescents. Uh, Florida Law is 13 and, and above. They can come and get help. Correct so, me if I'm wrong. Yes. Florida Administrative Code allows um, an adolescent 13 and up to have two sessions with somebody without parent consent. So you have a lot of teenagers. Okay, I'm 17. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I don't want my mom to know. You know sure. Right. Bad break, uh, you know. So they can come in and we don't have to get parent consent. So okay. that, right. that um, that's very helpful. We want to relay that. We are going to a youth summit and we are in the schools, which we can talk about, but finish. And, and we'll also, <laughs> we want to focus more on the positive aspect, not necessarily the, you know, are you feeling depressed? We don't want to sound like a medication ad that you get on daytime right. TV. Right. So when we focus on the positive aspect of like three tips for anxiety to make you feel better now, like this is how we're getting the That's word out. That's a great TikTok lead-in, by the way. Yes, I know. The, 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 you know, three this or yeah. five that or yeah. six of this. You have to yeah. see your Instagram right. today. It's really cool. <laughs> Thank you. I'm, 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 I'm in I'm, stories looking at analytics. More people are tapping through stories than they are posts. Right. So that's where we're that's where we're really hanging out right now. So culturally, I would say in the last year, I've noticed that the um and I don't even know what they call it, but mental health has been uh out in the news and it's yeah. been, hey, um, it's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay to talk about it. How has that affected you guys as far as 
you know, I, listen, the reality is I come from a generation, I'm 37. Mm-hmm. So I come from a generation where when I was a kid, it wasn't okay. Right. You didn't talk about it. You, you, you hid behind it. Mm-hmm. Now that's starting to come out where more and more people, especially the youth mm-hmm. are learning. It's okay to talk about mm-hmm. it. Like you don't have to hide when you come here. Mm-hmm. How has that affected you guys as far as getting more people here? So we did not close throughout COVID. We wanted to be here for people, whether they wanted to walk in, whether they wanted to call, because we knew people were going through a lot of different things, including loss. We knew it was really hard on the kids having to do virtual schooling because a lot of kids really, that is their getaway school and socializing. So we did see an increase of screen of people coming in for screenings. We did get to ask for additional funding. And you're absolutely right. Um, We want, it's okay to get help, reduce stigma in the community. Um, A lot of people don't like that word stigma, but that's exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. No, not me. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the breaking through the cultural Mm -hmm. barriers. Yeah. Even changing the wording, like instead of saying I, I am depressed or Mm -hmm. I am sad, it's, it's, I feel anxious. Like we don't want to identify with the, right. the mental health aspect. And even something as simple as that mm. is changing lives. It's it just changing their wording. You, it's just an, it's a right. characteristic right. of you. Right. right. So sometimes and, it's just and, educational and, tools. And I think people are just more open to talk about it, especially through COVID and having loss and change and, and just getting it out there, which is something that we're really targeting and it's helping us. And mm-hmm. I hate to say that a pandemic helps, but it really has helped us get that word out and make it okay to get help. It, I, it made people aware, I think. I, I, I remember uh, The Sopranos, if you guys if you <laughs> yeah. ever saw that. I right? love The Sopranos. Well, I'm from Jersey. Yeah, so Tony Soprano goes and sees a therapist. Like, that's a big storyline yes. in the mm-hmm. thing. And it was like, that's a big no-no. But I feel like in 2022, if Tony Soprano yes. goes to see a therapist, like, they don't even write that in the script. It's right. not a big deal. Right. Yeah. Uh, which is great. Right. <laughs> well, the theory is, listen, we go to eye doctors for our eyes, foot doctor for our feet, you know, and, and psychology and being a therapist is basically mm-hmm. just for our emotions. Right. You just need someone to kind of help you figure it out. That's why I come to work every day and surround myself so I get free therapy. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so is there a demographic that you notice um, needs your services more than another? I know we talked about TikTok. Right. Um, I, you know, I don't know if it's older men, if it's younger women. Is there a group that you want to reach? So there's many groups that we want to reach. I mean, every group we do do demographic analysis and take a look and go, okay, where can we go and who can we target? So thus we are doing other programs to reduce the barriers and get education out there. For instance, uh, two years ago, we started doing an Erica's Lighthouse model mm-hmm. in the school system with the support of Hospital Taxing District, uh, Children's Service Advisory Council, and Indian River Community Foundation. There's three Oof. pieces of that. Wow. <laughs> well, there's it. the thing. You know, when you have fund source and you start programs, you have to have sustainability. Mm-hmm. So you want having three participants that are helping with it. And if one backs out, you're still good at continuing to have the programming. So Mm -hmm. you want to look at that. You just don't want to go, I want this program this year and then not be able to continue it. So we work along with Substance Awareness Center, um, again, collaborating with another provider because they were already in the middle um, schools providing other um, uh, programming. 
So they do what we call the didactic portion, which is the training portion, and we're there to be clinical. So what happens is we're in the middle and high schools, all, all Indian River County schools, we do that charter high school as well, but we're teaching kids about anxiety and depression, how to look for it, uh, what they can do if they feel that way, how they can identify it in their friends, almost like a mental health first aid and make them understand that it's okay. Mm -hmm. As well as when we're in there, we ask them if they'd like to talk to somebody either within 24 hours or within a week. And we provide clinicians in the schools that directly meet with those kids based on their referral cards. So I, my chief clinical officer was going to be in here today, but there were 26 referrals at one of the middle schools that they're out seeing kids. Um, a lot of the situations are very different in those cases. You know, a lot of them, sometimes it's, you know, the basic needs of the kids. Aren't. But this is the problem marketing wise is that yeah. we have services that literally are for every age group. Right. So right. you don't want to throw something against the wall and say everybody yeah. and then right. see what mm -hmm. sticks. Well, again, so we're a social media marketing company. Our, our, our niche is really targeting and finding those right mm -hmm. people for the, for our clients. Right. And mm -hmm. Yeah. We tell clients all the time, you don't want to hit everybody, but it seems like you need to, we need to. hit everybody. Right. So what we do is we take very specific messages for those very specific groups and then we segment out our messaging and then you know again we'll use tiktok for the younger mm -hmm. uh, age right. group or mm -hmm. facebook for the older age group mm -hmm. or instagram for the you know soccer moms even our and, veterans we have like we joined so, and it's it's everybody every single age group and so imagine every single day we come in and you know and in our facility alone as employees we all are different age groups we have younger 20s all the mm -hmm. way up to i mean late 60s mm -hmm. as far as clinicians and staff goes right. so we're surrounded by the needs of the different generations and everybody needs help. But if we continually think, hey, everybody needs it, nobody's going to hear it. Right, right. If it's everybody's job, it's nobody's, nobody's job. job. Right, right, <laughs> right. So I want to back up a little bit and not only change gears, but um, I know that you guys have a big fundraiser coming up. So I want to talk about that. And then mm -hmm. I want to talk about some more on the funding side mm -hmm. of the Mental Health Association. Okay. So tell me about the fundraiser. Oh. <laughs> Amy's not in yeah. here, so we have oh. to talk right because she'll probably listen. To we this. have a director of fundraising, and she is so good at what she does. Um, so it's called Cheeseburger in Paradise, and it is um, Jimmy Buffett themed. And tickets are still available on our website. And well, hold on, when is yeah. the actual event? February twenty second. And what's today? Today is February eighth. Yes, eighth. Ashley says the eighth. Yes. So. Okay, so yes, talk about it because okay. this will come out before <laughs> oh, great. the event. Yeah. So yeah, let's keep going. <laughs> um, so it's 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 oh God, here I am just kind of extemporaneously so speaking. Three, you know, we wanted a signature event and we wanted to get out there to the community that we were here. We've always had a bigger event, but we wanted something that was signature and something for the community, not only as a fundraiser, but yeah. also, you know, letting people know that we're out there. So we started MHA Rocks, and we have a different theme every year. Okay. And we've had British Invasion. Mm -hmm. We've had Dancing Through the Decades. Uh, last year, we had to cancel it because of COVID. Of they course. just wouldn't even let us schedule um, mm -hmm. where we were scheduling. So, you know, music is really good for the soul, and people really enjoy having it. So our fun development person is like total Jimmy Buffett right now. <laughs> mm -hmm. And 
everything is Jimmy Buffett. So it's going to be fun. We all dress up. We mm -hmm. just have fun. A lot of different um, games, games like, like and pick a wine bottle and photo everything benefits and, MHA. Yeah. So right now, and I don't know if it's in the screenshot, but we have a wonderful little tabletop turtle. No, uh, it is next not. We will get, Andy, heads up. We'll get B-roll of that. Yeah. Okay. And I have another turtle that is probably being painted at this moment. He won't, he will only give me little clips at Vero Beach High School. They are doing a small tabletop turtle that we're going to put up for auction mm -hmm. as well. And then we have a centennial turtle that's going to be up there. And going back two years with the rebranding, we brought back the turtles. Uh, people didn't know the turtle tracks in 2006 and all these turtles in the community was for mental health awareness. And, they and just see so, a turtle and they think, right. Beachy. And, yeah, and oh, to, we need to save the eggs. Yeah. The right. And right. we did make a lot of money on it in order to start this walk-in and counseling center and continue the, this this legacy of having free and no barrier help. So our MHA Rocks is, is one of our biggest fundraisers. We have a lot of great sponsorships this year, and we just make it the funnest party. And It is open to the public yes. to open buy to the tickets. Yes. Say the date again. February 22nd. I keep saying, sorry, February 19th. It's the 19th. February yeah. 19th. That's a Saturday. Yeah. Well, okay. only because on Amy's, our fund development person's board, she says 11 days left from MHA Rocks. And I'm like, 11 is too many numbers. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So, February the 19th. Yes. Right. It's open to the public. How much are tickets? It's $90. And then there's a VIP. And I don't know. But I, it, but you all can right, go 90 on bucks. Our, you can right. get in for 90 yeah. bucks. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And where is it? It's at Oak Harbor. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's uh, any River Boulevard River, north yes. by Grand Harbor. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, and mm -hmm. how would somebody get tickets to that? So you can go on our website and you can go through there and purchase a ticket, or you can call our office and we will put you in touch with Amy, who can can get your information and and get you a ticket. And so, is this the biggest fundraiser that you guys do every year? This is our biggest fundraiser. We do have a birthday party every year because when we turned sixty, we decided we wanted to do a birthday party. So now we're traditionally kind of doing it every year at Big Shots, but it's a very small event. So this is our big event. We really count on this event. Mm -hmm. um, this was a very yeah. timely podcast. for. <laughs> yeah, but we're also going to be at the air show, right? Um, we're going to be March. doing, I wanted the merchandise booth. So we're going to be uh, at the air show. I was just at a veterans picnic because we do a lot for veterans. We have a free veterans meetup at our drop-in center. I didn't really talk much about our peer services, but staying still on the peer advocacy, we won three drop-in centers, one in Indian River, one in Okeechobee, and one in Martin County. That is all peer run and it's open seven days a week and people can go and it's all peer services. They do different, um, events they do different types of groups it's not in any way structured it's more like you go to the italian american club yeah. and you become a member that's mm -hmm. what they are and they have that sense of community and support um, that they might not otherwise have in, in the community 
So, you know, we really focus on, you know, veterans and first responders. Um, there's a huge need. And Again, that's one of those, one yeah, of those niches. That's a niche. Yep. Yes. Um, so, you know, we, we try to do a lot, you know, I like we're having an operation new day for Wounded Waters, which is a wonderful nonprofit. We work with Dogs for Life. Oh, you would love Wounded Waters. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you about them. But we yeah. have an Operation New Day and I'm trying to fundraise. So mm-hmm. not even just our nonprofit, but looking at it as a community because we are a community and we have to look out for one another. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny. There's there's a lot of money in this community. And normally you would get these nonprofits. <laughs> you would get these nonprofits that would butt heads because, yeah. oh, I need those dollars. I can't let them get those dollars. But mm-hmm. what I've learned probably in the last two or three years is these nonprofits are doing what you're doing. And the, the, the saying I've always said is collaboration is the new competition. So it's like, you don't need to compete for these dollars. You need to get the dollars and then, you know, you can figure out how you can use them either together or however those funds need to go. But if you keep competing for these dollars, nobody's going to get them. Absolutely. And there are several nonprofits in the community and new ones all the time. And they all have great missions and, and visions and they look at sustainability. But there's enough money in different pots. And I would just kind of want to give you an example. We had a gentleman in that came in for, an, in for a screening and was covid COVID kind of thrust them, you know, into a substance abuse issue, wanted help, kind of begged us. And we're like, okay, we're not a substance abuse facility. And my CEO at that time says, okay, well, let's send them to your friend. And and we got him into um, Phoenix Rising and he did really well. And then we ended up getting a bill for 60000 So Wow. <laughs> um, so we were just like, and, and the guy was doing great, but um, I, so I go to him and I'm like, okay, do you have any funding for indigent patients? I mean, we do, we have hospital taxing district funding. We have appropriations. We have a no barriers. And they're like, well, we didn't even know we can try to get it because we're a for-profit. Well, now they're receiving hospital taxing district dollars with our assistance on, on introducing them and, and, and helping them with grants that they can actually provide it to those people coming in here that need that intensive outpatient or that substance abuse. So again, working together as a community and trying to solve problems together, you know, it, it benefited them. Absolutely. But it also benefited us because this person is in the right place. No, that's, I mean, that's a great example of instead of putting your blinders on and just staying in your lane and saying, well, I'm not going to talk to those people and I'm not going to worry about those people. You actually work together. And like you said, you got the dollars that were available, Mm -hmm. but even though you didn't actually get them, they're benefiting you. Mm -hmm. I think it's a wonderful story. It's great. Um, That's really all I had for questions. (laughs) Um, But I always give the guests an opportunity. If you've got other stuff you want to speak about, if you've got statistics, if you've got other programs that we didn't bring up, Go for it. Yes. There is one thing I want to say on the marketing end, though. Oh, I definitely want to hear this. What we are looking for is testimonials. We are looking for shareable content. Think of Upworthy. Think of Humans of New York. Think of things that really people say. Humans of New York is one of the coolest isn't it? things it's, I've ever seen. It is one of the oh, best. It's, yeah. it's literally stories mm-hmm. from people that live in New York. And they're just right. interesting stories. Right. And um, the latest one I heard was about this guy that was uh, like a... a, a a piano uh um what's the word i'm looking for he he was very young and was phenomenal at mm-hmm. piano and um 
And so anyway, he ended up, to make a long story short, he ended up being like the, the head guy at like one of the biggest symphonies in the world. But um, it was just all about how he walked into NYU and was like, hey, I can I just try out? Like, I don't have any money, I don't have anything. And they were like, well, all right, there's a piano over there, go for it. And he was just going nuts and a prodigy. That's the word I'm thinking mm-hmm. of. And uh, they were like, yeah, you need to come to school here. And like, that's it, it. just that's one right, of yeah. a million stories that they have. On and because time, you but. because they talk about it. That's shareable that content, right? Cool. Yeah. So yeah. it's inspiring other people to say, hey, I see myself in this story. So likewise, if we were to have, if if you're listening to this, whether it's on video or on the podcast, and you do have a story about MHA, if you're a success story, we're looking for that shareable content. We're looking for people to maybe send it to us or mail it, email it to us, whatever we can. Uh because I think it's important also to talk about this stuff. Can they possibly reach out to you? Yeah. To you to get content of them? Yes. Okay. We have yes. forms too. Well, and, and you can just go through the internet and you can hit the contact and it actually comes to all of us. Right. And, and one of us will respond. Okay. Because um, people ask questions all the time. And, you know, we do have some wonderful stories coming through here. Mm-hmm. I get to hear them because I work closely with, mm-hmm. with my staff in okay. the front. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's people sharing their experiences and just sometimes little things. Um, we had somebody come in for a screening, just had no motivation. And then the next week brought us a gift and (laughs) said, I felt like I could do my crafts again. And it was absolutely beautiful. The gift she gave us and she goes, it just inspired me because Mm -hmm. now I have the hope. So that does lead me to another question. Again, from a marketing perspective, I'm all about the numbers Mm -hmm. and inside the box and Mm -hmm. all that stuff. So we have key performance indicators. We can tell what's a success. We can tell what's not. How do you tell what's a success story? Is there, are there indicators? Like maybe that's a success. Mm -hmm. You know, of, of, hey, I've I've got motivation to do crafts Mm -hmm. again. So when somebody comes in, we do ask them some things, some serious questions about any self-harm or or thoughts. We do a lot of safety plan, violence risk assessments, and we do 48 hours after the screening, we contact them. And some of those success rates as far as safety planning and suicide risk assessments, we just kind of know that they could have led to a Baker Act. And it's traumatizing for somebody to have to go through the hospital and the police escort. You know, of course, you have to do a Baker Act if somebody meets criteria. But most of the time you can interact with that person. We also use scales on people. It's a generalized anxiety scale and, and pediatric symptom checklist and different scales to monitor somebody throughout their progress and, and their goals. So a lot of people... We've had a lot of people be able to go back to work mm-hmm. that couldn't work. Um, and it's wonderful. They actually get off our funding. And we're like, oh, no, no, we're not going to get paid, but we're going to continue mm-hmm. working with you. But, it, you know, there, there's great stories. There's great stories about kids and, and, and families being able to be a family again. Of course, there's always a lot of work out there. I think we we tend to look more on the side of going, what else can we do, mm-hmm. but also try to stay in our wheelhouse of what we do well, um, trying to get those kids 
the education and support about mental health, even going into the schools and teaching them the Erica's Lighthouse model, the kids are going home to their parents and telling their parents, I hear it from their parents. Oh, yeah. My kid told me, don't worry if I get depressed or whatever, I know where to go. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We also do skill building because it's really important now with kids these days to be able to learn how to control their emotions, how to focus. So we're in all three boys and girls clubs in this community to provide what we call it was a smart but scattered program, but it's just to provide those basic skills um, that we sometimes don't think that the kids, you know, are getting in in different ways, doing different exercises with them. And so always trying to kind of look at those things and and just to kind of throw out some statistics and and somebody can look at the state of mental health in America report. It just came out. It's 2022, but Florida ranked 49th in access to mental health care. Out of 50. Yes. That's not good. No. No, No, it's not a mathematician. (laughs) And if you go in there and look at this report, you have to sign up for mental health America, but it's absolutely wonderful. the, The, the stuff you get from them, um, but also fifth in the prevalence of youth was with a major depressive episode in the past year. And these are all current stats from the past year. And sixth in adults with serious suicide thoughts. So 49th out of 50, which is bad. It's mm-hmm. like second, mm-hmm. fifth and sixth. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a problem. That's so, a problem in the state of Florida. Right, yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, we try to look at that because, again, in the advocacy, and we ranked 42nd in mental health workforce availability. So well, that, is there enough people to, to be able to provide that? And that was my question to you about staffing is if you've mm-hmm. got a lot of people that come mm-hmm. in, can, can you help them? It mm-hmm. sounds like maybe – it sounds like you guys can, but maybe some of these other – clinics and some of these other places that, right. you know, provide mental health assistance. Yeah, we can't take everybody that comes in for a screen. Like I said, they, it may not be appropriate for them or somebody may just come in for a screen and go, you know what? I'm not ready for therapy. Right. Okay, well, we're here if you need us. You can come back in next week. You can come back in next month. Also, we want to be able to have people have accessibility to other services. So we do a mood and anxiety support group the first and third Wednesday of the month at noon. And it's a hybrid group. So they can come in, they can call on the phone. They just have to call up front and register. They don't have to have had any services from us. Just people with anxiety and depression feel alone and this helps them be able to share their stories if they want to share yeah, even if it's just situational even if yeah. we want to talk about that too last week two people plus the counselor showed up and she said it was wonderful they were just talking with each other and that alone is important to know that listen i'm i'm just having a really anxious week you know and it could be situational but you don't know that right? unless right. it's peer-to-peer and so a success story I'm, I'm going to tell you what my personal therapist said. A success story is when I know you're doing okay and you don't need me. And so that's that's, <laughs> yeah. what, that's what they said was that's an actual success story. Yeah. Your right. Yeah. Right. You're so as okay. from a marketing aspect, because we want to respect the fact that this is a marketing podcast, we really want to have people understand that as far as the marketing goes, it, I could sit here and blast social media with ads and, and come see us, but ultimately... We want we want people to know that we 
there's going to be someone in this facility who's been through what you've been through. Mm -hmm. And we want you to be a success story. And we do track our referrals. And from a marketing yeah. standpoint, yeah. we look at that every month in our marketing. And our biggest referral source is family and friends. Word, word of mouth will yeah. always, whether you're a, the Mental Health Association or you're Jordan Mower selling lawnmowers mm -hmm. or you're you know, <laughs> yeah. Elizabeth Kennedy catering and you're selling lunches or, or, or mm -hmm. catered dinners. Word of mouth will always be your number yeah. one role source. Yeah. But what is word of mouth in 2022? Social media. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. It is. How, how people communicate. It is. So, yes. Yeah. So now I'm going to start watching podcasts more. <laughs> oh, I love podcasts. Just, you know, it's, it's, and the really, new radio. Wendy is just so. Uh, needed here because we needed to look at a different avenue. We rebranded and we did amazing with that. Great annual reports and, mm -hmm. and material and just getting out there on the social media, mm -hmm. the podcast, the TikTok. I, I have TikTok now. <laughs> because did, you know, did you know that TikTok was the number one most visited website in the entire world in 2021? More than really? Google, more than YouTube, more than Facebook, more than all of that. TikTok.com, technically. Wow, I believe the it. Number one most visited website in the world. Well, I went to get my TikTok account so <laughs> I could open these TikToks people keep sending me yeah. in the office because yeah. we kind of share jokes. You got to laugh because mm -hmm. they. And I open it and lo and behold, there's my two daughters that have TikTok that tell me they don't have TikTok. Oh, boy. So. I, I created my TikTok in, in, yeah. uh, in 2020, 2021. And I think one of the biggest reasons why is TikTok became a community for people that were on lockdown mm -hmm. and people got creative. And, you know, what, what makes us creative, especially in marketing? Mm -hmm. Desperation gives birth to innovation. And I think that that is so important. And that's why TikTok skyrocketed the way that it did. I'll tell you this, TikTok's algorithm for putting stuff in front of you that you want to see is far beyond anything I've ever seen. Massive. Amazing. Um, and that's what keeps you on there right. so, you know, for so long. Mm -hmm. So the reason I bring that up is if you're going to have a TikTok channel and you're going to be producing mm -hmm. content, mm -hmm. the people that need to see you will probably start seeing you. But they will not right. see you if the you algorithm. do not have that channel. Right. So if they're watching mental health, it's going to come up on their FYP. It's going to come up on their For You page. And right now I have our first five posts up and they're doing really well. But the issue is right now I I cannot be the face of TikTok because I'm not a clinician. <laughs> but our CEO, who also has his PhD in psychology, he said, you know, why don't you just, he said, herding, <laughs> herding the counselors together is like herding cats. Because as sure. Angela explained, they're extremely busy with clients. So I decided to put beautiful footage HD to quotes that come from our clinicians. And I started a whispers campaign, quotes that clients would ordinarily give, such as sometimes I feel like I should be further enough along for my age, or sometimes I feel like my friends don't understand me. And when we post things like that, it's thinking someone else thinks like I sure, do. Sure. So that's where we're taking the uh, TikTok for right now. It's a great strategy. Oh, I thanks. I highly, highly recommend it, especially if you're trying to hit the youth. I mean, yeah. you're trying to hit everybody. But yeah, if, right. You know, if you're trying to hit the youth, that's, that's definitely the platform thanks. to go to. Well, I appreciate your perspective from a marketing aspect. You're welcome. So... All right. Yeah, I trusted you with the TikTok. Now <laughs> I absolutely love it. I'm going to have to show it. Should I send you some? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, send them to me. Thank you. There's yeah, a couple I'm trying wonderful. to. Wonderful. <laughs> um, anything else? Oh, I could talk all day <laughs> and, and have so many things. But I think we covered the basis of it. And I'm so happy to be part of this. And like I said, we are always there for people. And no, 
what I like most about working at the Mental Health Association, not because I'm COO and make all the decisions, <laughs> but because we are out of the box. So nothing is red taped. And if we want to do something, she wants to do TikTok, I'm like, uh, okay, right. now I'm accepting of TikTok. That's what I like about podcasts. We can go yeah. as long as we want. Yeah. We're talking about whatever you want. Right. Cuss. Right. Right. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> There's yeah. a certain finesse and an intuitive empath like you have before. You have to know what they're actually doing, though. You right. know, yeah. It's, oh, yeah. it takes an intuition sure. to know what's going on, what's not working. Right. Mm -hmm. right. Well, um, we you guys got us gifts. We got gifts for you guys too. <gasps> oh my oh, god, that's our that color. That's my favorite color, that's, and that's that is our branding. color. Awesome. Well, there you go. Thank of, you. Uh, I'm going to say this is ten times better than the mug we gave you. <laughs> yeah, it is. And I don't know, I drink you. a lot of coffee, so that, wow. it would go in handy. But this uh, is probably. What I drink in a day. Of coffee. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to thank you guys That's very much beautiful. for uh, for coming on the podcast again. Thank you for hosting thank it. Again, not it's kind of out of the ordinary for us to actually be in the place where we're uh, where we're interviewing the folks. But uh, thank you but, for being adaptable with the bad weather. Oh today. yeah, yeah. We're really to do appreciate this outside somewhere else. Not a big deal. Yeah. Um, but I do want everybody to understand that you know this is a phenomenal resource uh, in this county and. I personally think it's underutilized. I, yes, I think absolutely. more people hear about it, the more people know what it is. Fortunately or unfortunately, I think you guys will get busier. And um, I, I think ultimately it's a great thing. So, um, again, I want to thank, thank you. you guys for uh, for reaching out <laughs> to be on the podcast. And um, thank you for being here. Thanks for having thank us. You. All right. And that's going to do it.